Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for January 23rd, 2023. We're starting this year with a series on the miracles of Jesus. We've been studying all of these miracles. We're going to go through every miracle that Jesus performed while he was in the land of the living. We've been looking at Jesus and Peter walking on water, and that's what we're going to look at again today. The title of today's message is The Power of Focus, How Peter Walked on Water and then fell. We're going to learn from Peter how he walked on water, but then he fell in the water. And what are, what can we learn from that on this Monday morning? Get ready to receive. All right, so let's get ready for the word this morning. Before we do, uh, I, I want to share with you Psalms 126 and verse 4. This is a scripture that we received at our church that I've been meditating on. I'm going to continue to meditate on it pretty much all year, and uh, I will share it with you from time to time. Psalms 126 and verse 4, the Bible says, Now, Lord, do it again. Say, do it again. We want God to do it again. The Bible says he's going to restore us to former glory. This is a season, I believe, of refreshing and restoring for us what God is going to restore us to this form of glory. No matter what you experienced in 2022, I know 2022 was a difficult season for many. I'm actually going all the way back to the pandemic. And so over the last few years, some people have lost something. They've lost like a spring in their step or a smile in their face or a song in their heart or a praise in their lips. But in this season, God is going to do it again. God is going to restore us back to that form of glory where, where yeah, maybe people are not even going back to church like they, like we used to before the pandemic. But we're, we're going to get that, get that joy back, get that spring in our step back. Say amen to that. Say, Lord, do it again. May streams of your refreshing flow over us until every dry heart is drenched again. Say this, say, say this and put it in the chat. No dry places for me. Whatever area of your life had gone dry over this previous season. In this season, God is going to drench it again. You're going to be filled again. You get a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit. Say amen to that. So we've been looking at this miracle, miracle of Jesus and Peter walking on water. This is found in Matthew chapter 14, Mark chapter 6, and John chapter 6. I'm going to read it to you from Matthew 14. This is what the Bible says. Beginning at verse 22, immediately Jesus made the disciples to get into the boat and go out ahead of him to the other side. And then he dismissed the crowd. After he dismissed the crowd, he went up into the mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there all alone. And the boat with the disciples in it was a far, uh, a far away from the shore. John tells us three to four miles away. And so after that, he starts to walk on water to catch up to the disciples. While they were there, they had been battling the wind and the waves, and the boat was being buffeted, the Bible says. Shortly shortly after dawn, or, or in the fourth watch of the night, between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m., Jesus catches up to, to the disciples. They thought that he was a ghost. They were tired. They had a long previous day. They'd been battling the wind and the waves all night long. It was between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. They thought they saw a ghost. They were afraid. They cried out in fear. Jesus said, be not afraid in his eye. And then Peter said, Lord, if that's really you, then bid me to come to you on the water. And Jesus said, come. That's it. We've learned so much from this miracle already, but we're going to learn some more now. Jesus said, come. And so Peter got out of the 
the boat, the Bible says, and he walked on water. Peter walked on water towards Jesus. He took a few steps, but when he saw the wind, uh-oh, he lost his focus. When he saw the wind, he started focusing on the waves. At that point, he sank and he cried out, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus was there, caught him, raised him up out of the water. And then Jesus asked this question, and we'll deal with this today. He said, you of little faith, why did you doubt? You of little faith, why did you doubt? So what does this mean for you today? On this Monday morning, I have a few things to share with you. As I get into these things, this is where I need you to lock in, rid your heart of all distractions. Y'all ready? All right, here we go. What does this mean for you today? Number one, God is looking for consistent faith. Put it in the chat. Say consistent faith. God is looking for you and I to be consistent. God is looking for you and I to operate with a level of consistency. Actually, the Bible teaches us to add patience to our faith. That's Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 12. And the word patience in in Greek in the New Testament is a word hupomone, which means the force of consistency. God is looking for consistency from us. Say, I will be consistent. Say that. So, So when you look at Peter, Peter walked on water. Peter was the only other human other than Jesus to ever walk on water. So you would think that Jesus would say, hey man, oh snap, dude, you walked on water. You would think that he would be commended for it. You would think that Jesus would give him an attaboy. You would think that Jesus would pat him on the back. But Jesus was not impressed with Peter's faith for a few reasons. All right, let, let's talk about it. First of all, Peter walked on water in faith. Jesus wasn't impressed because Jesus expects us to operate in faith. Say, say that. Say, say, I'm expected to operate in faith. I'm expected to live by faith. So, so this, is, this is the expectation that God has for us. We're supposed to all operate in, in faith. This was not special. Jesus was not impressed. Jesus expected faith from Peter. Jesus expected faith from the disciples. And Jesus expects faith from us. The Bible says in Hebrews 11 and 6, that without faith, it is impossible to please God. God wants us to be pleasing to him. God expects us to operate in faith. Say this, say, God is looking for my faith. As a matter of fact, the Bible says in Luke 18 and 8, Jesus said, when the son of man comes back, he's going to be looking for faith on the earth. And so he's looking for faith from me. He's looking for faith from you. When God looks at you today, when God looks at you today, he is looking for faith. He wants to see that you are a man a woman of faith. Now, I preach the grace life, right? But it's God's grace, is our faith. I'll keep explaining. So Peter operated in faith. He took a few steps on, on the water, but Jesus was not impressed because Jesus expected him to not just do it for a couple of steps. He was looking for consistent faith. The, Peter had what I call a short burst of faith. And, and, and anybody can have a short burst of faith. Jesus was looking for Peter to operate in faith that was consistent and enduring. I'll, I'll add to this. Let me keep going. Number two, Peter's faith was short-lived. As a believer, what you don't want is these little short bursts of faith. You want to be consistent day in and day out. So Jesus walked on water. We know that. Many Christians don't acknowledge, because whenever we talk about this miracle, people just say Jesus walked on water. People don't acknowledge that Peter walked on water too. Peter performed the supernatural. Peter superseded the law of gravity. Peter walked on the word that Jesus spoke. When Jesus said, come, Peter walked on that word and he did something that no human 
within our human ability can do. And so he walked on water. It was a supernatural act of faith. But you and I, we should take note this Monday morning that Jesus called his faith little. Now, the, the statement little faith, we said, dude, why do you have little faith? Why did you doubt? This statement little is not a reference to the type of faith that he had. Because obviously the type of faith that he had was great because he walked on water. So it was not a reference to the type of faith. It wasn't a reference to the type. It was a reference to the duration. Jesus was upset that Peter only had a short burst of faith, that Peter was only able to take a few steps in faith. So this tells us something about God's expectation of us. God, say, say this, put it in the chat. God expects consistent faith from me. God is looking for me to operate in faith, but he's looking for my faith to be consistent. Peter's faith was strong enough to walk on water, but it wasn't consistent. He only walked on water for a few steps and then he fell in the water. So not only does God expect us to operate in faith, he's looking for us to do it consistently. Anyone can have a short burst of faith. So let me say it this way. Anyone can go to church, get a word from God, get super excited, right? Like, you know, I got a word, girl, this is it. Hey, let me tell you, man of God, God just spoke to me. This is it. You get a word from God and you get excited. Anybody can get that. And they have this short burst of faith. They go to sleep on Sunday night, fired up. But half the time by Thursday, they don't even remember what God said. God is looking for us to operate with a level of consistency. God is looking for us to operate in consistent faith. You can't dibble and dabble in faith. We are the just and we're called to live by faith. God is looking for us to live this way. Say, say this, say, I live by faith. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break this down. For us to receive the grace of God in fullness, we have to operate in faith and we have to do it consistently. All right. Number three, we can learn from Peter. Don't make the mistake that Peter made. We can learn from Peter. Let's break this down. When you launch out in faith, you must keep your focus on God and his word. Now, God knows the limits of this present world, and God knows what you can or can't do, and God knows all the things that are up against you. God know, Jesus knew that the wind and the waves were there. That was not the issue. They had been battling that for hours. And so Jesus knew that as a human, Peter couldn't walk on water. That was not the issue either. And so, so God knows all of the limitations. Listen, look at me for a minute. God knows what you're up against. God knows what you can do, what you can't do. God knows your education or lack thereof. God knows your experience or lack thereof. God knows all of the factors that could really rule your dreams null and void. But if God tells you to go, then he factored all of those things out. And this is the mistake that many believers make. If you factor in what God already factored out, you're going to mess around and put a no where God put a yes. Let me give you two quick examples. This is not in my notes. I'll just give you two quick examples. The first one is when, when the Lord told Moses, hey, there's a land. I'm giving, I'm giving you this land. Tell the people, this is land I promised their forefathers to give them. I'm giving you this land. Go send spies into the land. The spies went into the land. They started factoring in what God had already factored out. It's not like God didn't know that the land was inhabited. It wasn't like God didn't know that there were giants in the land. He factored that out when he factored in his grace. But then they messed around and factored in what God factored out, and they messed around and put a no where God put a yes. Let me give you another example, Abraham and Sarah. God says to Abraham when he was about 100 years old, and Sarah when she was about, uh, no, I'm sorry, he was 99 years old, and Sarah uh, 
was about 90 years old. And, and God says, hey, you're still going to have that baby. Now, the Bible says that his stuff from the waist down was not working anymore. And her womb had never worked. She couldn't even have babies when she was 17. But, but, but Abraham considered not, he considered not the deadness of his body, nor did he consider the deadness of Sarah's womb. Because if you mess around and start considering, this is what Peter did. He was walking on water. And then he was like, oh, let me consider. Oh my God, there's wind. Oh my God, there's wave. He fell in the water. You can't mess around and consider. You can't factor in what God factored out. If you factor in what God factored out, your faith is going to fail. See, Satan is a master of distractions. Satan wants you distracted. Say, say this, put this in the chat. I will not be distracted in this, in this season, 2023. You and I, we cannot allow ourselves to be distracted to the left nor to the right from what God said. We need to be fixed and focused on God's purpose for our lives for this season, and we need to walk it out in faith. If you take your eyes off the prize, you will, you boom, you, that distracted distraction will lead to doubt. And then and once you're in doubt, that's it. Doubt leads to fear. Fear will cancel out your faith. So for you to operate in faith, you got to be locked in and you cannot allow yourself to be distracted. Now, while you're living by faith, and if you do launch out, say, say this, put in the chat, I will launch out. But if you do launch out to go do what God has called you to do, then I'm going to tell you that Satan will do everything that he can to get you distracted. And Satan will actually crank up the pressure on you. Satan will crank up the pressure. So I know that as soon as Peter started walking on water, it's like the waves got crazier. As soon as Peter started walking on water, it's like the wind got stronger. Why? Because Satan will crank up the pressure on you because he wants you to get distracted. He wants you to shift your attention away from faith. So let's think about what Peter did and learn from it. A couple of things. First of all, we can speak, say this, say, I speak the language of faith. We can speak the language of faith. Peter did that when he asked for the authorization to get out of the boat. He said, Lord, if that's you, bid me to come. So we can speak the language of faith. In 2023, faith has a language and I'm going to speak the language of faith. Then we need to hear everything God says through the filter of faith. And when Jesus said, come, he was like, oh, I'm ready to go. Well, you need to be discerning what God is saying. And as soon as God speaks, God gives you the green light. I told you that on Friday. When God gives you the green light, boom, you need to go. Delayed obedience is disobedience, right? So then you need to look at what God is saying to you through the lens of faith. Why? Because he said, hey, come, this is supernatural. God is going to call you to do things that you can't do, that you don't have the education or the experience for. He will call you to fund projects you don't have the money for. So you have to look at it through the lens of faith. And then when you do all of that and you launch out in faith, you cannot get distracted. Because if you get distracted, you will have a faith failure like Peter did. You will fall in the water because you're now you're losing your focus and you're no longer locked in. Say this, say, I will be locked in. All right, number four, last thing I'll say for today, last point for this morning. Here are some closing thoughts that we can glean from Peter walking on water. Let's wrap this up for this morning. All right, first thing is consistency is more important to God than hot flashes of the supernatural or the spectacular. Let me slow down on this point. Consistency is more important to God than hot flashes of the spectacular or the supernatural. Here's the thing. People, especially um, believers, they people get caught up in the supernatural. People get, you know what people love? They love crusades when, when it's like miracle work and power. 
they they want to see the miracles, and I'm and I understand that. I mean, there's uh, God provides us signs. There's nothing wrong with miracles being performed. But there are people that will flock to go see somebody get out of a wheelchair, but they won't flock to a steady and consistent teaching of the word of God. And consistency is actually more important than flashes of the supernatural or flashes of the spectacular. Here you are chasing, driving two or three hours to go to some crusade to see something like that when God is looking for you to be consistent day in and day out. Peter had a flash of the supernatural. That's great. But Jesus didn't even commend him for it. Jesus said, what's wrong with you? You of little faith. Jesus was looking for consistency. Jesus wants you and I to be consistent day in and day out. God is looking for consistency from us. Say that. Say, I will be consistent in 2023. Put that in the chat. Every word is another thing we learned. Every word from God comes with the power to perform it. I've told you this before. I got to get this down in your spirit. Every word from God comes with the power to perform it. God is not going to give you a word that is void of the power to perform it. And so if God is speaking something something to you, I told you that the, the voice of God or the word of God reveals the grace of God. So whatever God speaks to you, he's saying, son, daughter, I have given you the grace to do this because he will never tell you, he will never instruct you to do something that he has not already injected you with. So every word from God comes with the power to perform it. So there's no limit to what you can do when you are locked in to what God said to you and you're walking in it. So when you're locked in, you are tapping into the grace of God. Put this in the chat. Say, my faith taps into God's grace. My faith taps into God's grace. So when my faith taps into God's grace and I'm doing what God told me to do, then at that point, the grace of God is flowing to me, empowering me to do what I could never do without God. However, if I shift my focus and I lose my attention and I start thinking about the things of this world and I start thinking about why this is crazy and why this is not going to work. Oh my God, look at the wind. Oh my God, look at the waves. If I shift my attention to the things of this world, if I shift my attention to my humanity, then I am going to fall in the water, just like Peter fell in the water. I will lose my focus and I'm no longer tapped into God's grace. Look at it this way. This is the way that God gave it to me this morning. Think about the word that came from God. When Jesus said, come, right? There was grace connected to that word. So when God gives you a word, think about it this way. Every word from God comes with the power to perform it. So when God gives you a word, think about a steady, imagine, a steady stream of God's grace coming from heaven to empower you to do what God just said, all right? Imagine that for a minute. So there's a steady stream of God's grace flowing to me, empowering me to do what I can never do without him. So now I am empowered to do what God said. And when I'm walking in faith, what I'm doing is I'm aligned with that stream. And as long as I'm aligned with that stream, I, I am empowered. It is God's super on my natural, and I am empowered to do what I could never do without God, right? Now, while I am aligned in faith, believing without a doubt, without wavering, the grace of God is flowing, and I'm able to do what I could never do without God. Peter walked on water. Now, if I lose my focus, if I get distracted, if I start looking at something else and start now, what happens at that point is I'm... Outside, I shift 
I'm outside. I'm no longer under the steady stream of God's grace. And once I shift, and once I'm no longer under the steady stream of God's grace, at that point, I'm operating as a mere human because I'm no longer under the flow of God's grace. And so now I've, I've shifted my focus. I shifted my attention. I'm considering the things of this world. Oh my God. I know God said, start this business, but man, we had a rough year. I know God said, do this thing, but man, look at this. Look at these numbers or look at this situation or look at this thing. We have this legal thing now. Or look at that. Now, what are you doing? You're shifting your attention to the things of this world. You're no longer meditating and medicating on, on what God said. And if you start considering those things more than what God said, now you're no longer under the grace. Now you're operating as a mere human. And once you're operating as a mere human, you're relying on your power, your ability, and your strength. And believe me, it's not going to work. And so Peter fell into the water because he was not, he was no longer under the flow of God's grace. You got it? That's how God gave it to me this morning. So understanding that, let's make the connection to you. In Peter's case, it was come to walk on water, right? That was the word. In your case, it could be a word that you got from God for your business or a word that you got from God for your career field or a word that you got from God for your children or a word that you got from God for your marriage or a word that you got from God for a mission trip, whatever, whatever God speak, God says something to you for 2023. And while you're locked in and you're, you're, you're believing God for what God said, you're under the flow of God's grace. And while you're living that, man, you're going to be empowered to do what you can never do without God. God will open doors for you that no man can close. God will close doors for you that no man can open. You will operate with wisdom uh, 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 and the tongue of the learned. You will operate with a level of wisdom and understanding that exceeds your education and experience. Why? Because it's not you, it's God. And the grace of God is flowing to you. It's the grace life. And God is on you, in you, with you, and for you. But if you ever lose your focus and you start on those occasions, in which you're considering the things of this world more than the things of God, now you've lost your focus. As a result, you're operating as a mere human and you're like, oh, woe is me. Now you start pulling your hair out. I don't know if this is going to work. Oh man, maybe I didn't hear from God. Oh babe, I don't know. Maybe we need to stop this and we need to shut this down, we, whatever. And so now what you're doing is you're living like the people of this world and you're no longer tapped into the grace of... Jesus only said those things he heard the father say. Jesus only did those things he saw the father do. I'm trying to teach you this. I'm trying to explain this to you. Yo, man, Rick, this is Peter walking on water. Yes. This is the miracle of Jesus walking on water and people don't even talk about Peter. There's a, so much to learn from Peter walking on water in this story. Did Jesus walk on water? Of course, but so did Peter. And Peter made a mistake. He shifted his focus. He lost. The Bible says, Jesus said, why did you doubt? He started doubting. Doubt will lead to unbelief and fear. And fear, once you're in fear, you're no longer in faith. You will have a faith failure. But say this, put this in the chat. My faith will not fail. For 2023, I believe that my faith will fail not. Like Jesus prayed for Peter. I'm going to believe that my faith is not going to fail. I'm going to believe that I'm going to be strong, locked in. I, I, I'm a believer, not a doubt. I walk by faith and not by, by fear. I'm locked in I'm without wavering, without a doubt. I'm going to walk this thing out. I'm going to stay under the steady stream of God's grace. Say amen to that. All right, you got it? That's enough for today. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Say, Father, I believe this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. As I study the miracles of Jesus, my faith is increased. You have called and commanded 
me to walk by faith, live by faith, pray by faith, fight by faith, and overcome the world by faith. I'm the just. I live by faith. I speak the language of faith, even when it exceeds human limits. I open my ears and my heart to receive everything you say by faith. I will look at everything you say through the lens of faith. And then I launch out in faith without a doubt, without wavering, remaining steadfast and consistent, focused on you, believing that you will bring to pass your perfect will for my life in 2023. I refuse to get distracted. I will not lose my focus. And living this way, I get to experience the best year of my life. I declare this by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. This is today's word. So please apply it and prosper. Now, if you're not getting these messages and you want my notes, you get my notes for free. Go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button, and you're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I want you to do me a favor. Two things. Number one, leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you. I like to read those comments. And number two, share this message right now. Somebody just mentioned my consistency. Since I'm talking about consistency, I've been doing today's word for 25 years. That's what God is looking for, consistency. He just wants you to be consistent day in and day out. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you. Share this message right now. On his share on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I love you. God loves you more. Have an amazing day. Do not lose your focus. Go out there and walk in the blessing. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program, and Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity, and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, we have several books and products on rickpina.co. These are products designed to help you grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have apparel there that will help you represent the grace life. Thank you so much for being a blessing to us. And we pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.